The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. In-depth, investigative. This is KXAN News. And we start with new developments at the state capitol today where the Senate just approved a bill meant to keep what supporters call harmful materials out of school libraries under Senate Bill 13. Now, school boards would have to approve all new library materials and publicly release lists of proposed library purchases 30 days ahead of acquiring new materials. Supporters of the bill say this would allow public schools to make decisions that reflect their community values and give parents a chance to weigh in. Critics say the bill's language is vague and broad and that it would also slow down the process of acquiring new books. The bill now heads to the House. Also happening right now, Llano County just voted to keep its libraries open for now. This after a federal judge ruled the commissioners violated the Constitution by banning dozens of books that some people deemed inappropriate. Now, after that, commissioners put an item on the agenda that looked at if they should just close the libraries. Commissioners voted to remove that item from the agenda just a moment ago. Earlier today, we spoke with a former Lano County Library System librarian who was fired after she refused to remove the books. It's our basic right. It's everybody's right in America to pick up a book and read whatever book you want. You have that right. You have the right to question. You have the right to say, I don't think this is true. I'm going to research this. Personally, I don't really want the library to be closed, but if that's the only way that we can keep smut and stuff out of our children's hands, then close the library. Now, the removal of the books started in December of 2021 after the Llano County Commissioner's Court dissolved the library board and created a new advisory board. More on what led up to this decision coming up on KXAN News at 6, 9, and 10. Well, making sure Texans have access to mental health care is a top priority for state leaders. This session and today, the Senate passed a bill that aims to improve care in rural communities. Our Capitol correspondent, Monica Madden, looks deeper into the proposals. Anytime that we invest in, in the mental health care of our population, we're making an investment for our future. Everyone agrees there's a need to improve mental health care access, especially in rural Texas communities. Dr. Steve Bain leads the Institute for Rural Mental Health Initiatives at Texas A&M in Kingsville. But it's not that rural people have more issues as much as it is rural people have less resources uh, at their disposal. It's why lawmakers are proposing investing three and a half billion new dollars into the system. That will go toward fixing and building new facilities and adding more beds. It takes years sometimes to build a hospital and this is step a big step too, but this should be ongoing because our population continues to grow. This is 2014. Dr. Bain's research points to another problem, getting enough mental health care workers. All the counties in Texas uh, are considered mental health health provider shortage areas. I asked the bill's author about this. And are there other things that the legislature is also working on to address just the reasons behind those shortages? There's a, a pay raise uh, for our state supported living centers and the workers at our state hospitals, and it's 39.73%. Additionally, she points to another bill the Senate passed that will create a loan repayment and grant program for nurses. A perfect plan, maybe not yet, but I can tell you it's a plan and it's a way forward. Monica Madden, 
KXAN News. And another measure would outline specifics for local mental health authorities in how they discharge patients in order to ensure each person gets to keep the care once they are back in the community. Now going in depth, the state of Texas is extremely short on health professionals, so much so this map from Rural Health Information Hub shows the majority of the state was considered to be in a healthcare shortage area in 2022. The only county not under that designation was Williamson County. The Kaiser Family Foundation says 435 areas in Texas meet their professional shortage status. Only 32% of the state's mental health needs are met. Now, in order for the HSPA shortage designation to be removed, Texas needs 702 more mental health professionals. Well, all is clear in a handful of Texas schools after police responded to a rash of fake active shooter threats this morning. Plano police said they responded to Collin College's Plano campus. Other threats were called in at Tyler Junior College, Texas Wesleyan University in Fort Worth, Texas A&M School of Medicine in Bryan, Del Mar College in Corpus Christi, and the Galen College of Nursing in San Antonio. Now, all of the threats were determined to be hoaxes. Police have not yet linked the cases together or named any suspects. Making fake threats is a crime. You can face local and state charges and even head to federal prison. Well, Fort Lauderdale, Florida is dealing with flash flooding and rising water today after the area saw as much as 20 inches of rainfall. The flooding has shut down the Fort Lauderdale Hollywood Airport until 5 a.m. tomorrow morning with runways looking like lakes with standing water several inches deep. City officials also issued an emergency declaration today in closed government offices and schools. This storm exceeded the criteria for a once in a 1,000 year event. And David, it's possible that last night's storms broke the single day rainfall record for the entire state of Florida. It's unimaginable. It's like if Austin Bergstrom Airport shut down for 36 hours. You can imagine the headaches that would cause for so many. And it's still raining there this evening. Let me take you over to the wall and you can see another flash flood warning in effect for parts of Fort Lauderdale and Hollywood, Florida tonight. Back here at home, a totally different story. It's warmer, it's muggier, but it's dry. Sunny skies in Granite Shoals on our Whittlesea Landscape Supply Cam. Temperatures finally above 80 degrees after nearly a week and a half of cooler than normal weather. It's 79 in Austin, 79 in Cameron. Some of us as warm as 82 from not only Granite Shoals, but westward toward Llano and Mason. This warm-up is being fed by southeast winds getting a little strong over 20 miles an hour in Llano. And this is going to continue to bring the heat in until a near record high a couple days from now. Coming up, when a few isolated storms are possible, a really hot start to the weekend and a drop in temperatures and humidity on the way. Thank you very much, David. A commonly used abortion drug remains on the market today after a federal appeals court refused to suspend the medication's FDA approval. Now, access to the drug remains uncertain. However, its future will likely be decided by the Supreme Court. NBC's Dan Sheneman has our update. Overnight, a federal appeals court declined to suspend FDA approval for the abortion medication, Mifepristone. But while the drug will stay on the market, the appeals court left restrictions in place that prevent patients from receiving it by mail. While Mifepristone's uh, approval remains intact, this ruling, as you said, really limits the way it can be administered. It puts in peril the FDA approval of the generic form of the drug, and it also uh, limits, could limit uh, the amount of time that women can have access to it, up to seven weeks of pregnancy instead of 10. 
This latest decision blocks a ruling by a district judge in Texas that suspended FDA approval for the drug, which dates back to 2000. Critics of the medication call it dangerous, and in approving the drug, the FDA failed to protect women's health. This is a significant victory for the doctors and medical associations we represent, and more importantly, the health and safety of women and girls. The White House insists the issue is far from over. Good morning, everybody. We are going to continue uh, to fight in the courts. Uh, we believe that the, uh, the law is on our side and we will prevail. Attorney General Merrick Garland vows the Justice Department will appeal to the Supreme Court, seeking action before the ruling takes effect on Saturday. Dan Sheneman, NBC News. Well, preps are underway for the Kentucky Derby, but it's not just the horses getting ready. The drink bartenders are making that could cost you big bucks. And we dig into Hutto ISD's May bond proposals. What could come to one of the fastest growing districts if voters approve the measure? Next on NBC Nightly News, something parents need to know. A dangerous sleeper recalled after the deaths of 32 children is still showing up for sale online. Fisher Price pulled 5 million of these rock and play sleepers off the market in 2019. But since then, the Consumer Product Safety Commission says the deaths of at least 70 more children have been linked to this sleeper. Now, they're being resold online in places like Facebook. Ahead on Nightly News, the warning given to Fisher Price and online marketplaces. Well, the Kentucky Derby is coming up on May 6th, but this year's $1,000 mint julep was presented today in Louisville. Now, the mint julep is the traditional drink of the Derby. This pricey version, though, is part of a charity program that helps raise money for Old Friends Farm. That's where past Derby winners are sent to retire. This year's drink honors Secretariat, the 1973 winner of the Kentucky Derby, also considered the greatest racing horse of all time. The $1,000 cocktails are sold in specially crafted cups. Only 150 cups were made for this year's race. And for those donors with even deeper pockets, 50 of those cups are gold-plated and will go for $3,500. Well, hurricane season is approaching in less than two months, and today the world-renowned experts at Colorado State University took their first stab at what the upcoming season may look like. And good news, at least for many of us, the anticipated switch to El Nino conditions actually has an effect of quieting Atlantic hurricane season just a bit. Still, though, they expect 13 tropical storms, six of which could become hurricanes, and of course all it takes is one to hit Texas to make it a busy year for us. You can find more details on the KXAN.com weather blog including the chances Texas gets hit. Your forecast after this. This KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to shelfgenie.com Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, today our first warmer than normal day in nine afternoons. Made it to 81 degrees so far in town. Sitting in the upper 70s with breezy southeast winds visible on the Capitol flags. Otherwise, it's a really pleasant day. I noticed my allergies bothering me a bit. Maybe you have as well. Nothing is in the high category. Grass, though, is up there in medium. Ash is low. Oak still low, as is willow. Remember, we have the hourly trends for you always on KXAN.com.
This same stalled storm system almost looks like something tropical now as it moves over Mississippi. This is producing some rain and even severe thunderstorms out toward Georgia, but it's finally moving away from us and really not affecting our weather at all today, except for keeping us so pleasant like we have been. Notice a few clouds about to drift in at sunset. This is part of the next storm that we are watching closely, a broad western trough, which is going to spark a couple storms here locally. Now the chance of this overall is quite low, but Friday into Friday night, an isolated strong storm north of Austin cannot be ruled out. Notice this is just a marginal one out of five threat, so it doesn't look like a big deal as of now. We just got a brand new run of our high resolution model. This is one of my favorites and it shows the situation well. Clouds continue to be scattered this evening, but increase overnight. Bit of a gray morning, kind of like many of us saw today. Then a mix of clouds and sun and just a very low chance of a pop-up shower or maybe a strong storm tomorrow afternoon and evening. Notice though, there's just not much rain popping up on a lot of our models. On Saturday, this is an even more interesting day. We've got some morning clouds, then hot afternoon sun, but a cold front dragging behind that system, crashing into all that heat and humidity. Not a lot of our models are generating storms, and actually this latest run of this model, which was generating storms, is no longer doing so. But with the front being more successful in creating rain as close as College Station, we will have to monitor this setup for an isolated strong storm interrupting all the heat and humidity late Saturday. Again, the chances of that are low, and then the cold front is out of here after sunset Saturday night, and the weather really improves for the second half of the weekend. Rainfall depends if we get those storms or not Saturday evening. As of right now, looks like many of us do remain dry. The weekend forecast, look at this. Before the cold front arrives, one degree shy of a record high, 93 on Saturday afternoon, just a 20% chance of storms, maybe even lower than that. Sunday, cooler, less humid. I think that's the day for your outdoor plans. Highs of only 78. And yes, the humidity drops just in time for the Cap 10K. I'll be out there with you on Sunday morning. I couldn't be happier about this forecast. 50s at the start line with breezy winds and nice dry air. Tonight's forecast, 61 degrees with a few clouds starting to increase. Tomorrow, more clouds than sun, only a 10% chance of rain and a little hotter at 84. 90s on Saturday, but then the humidity and temperatures drop beautifully. A really nice stretch of weather for several days behind that front. We have a separate storm which may try to bring some wetting rain mid next week. We'll keep you advised on that. All right, David, thank you very much. Hutto ISD says that it is the fourth fastest growing school district in Central Texas. And voters will decide on a $522 million school bond next month. Most of the money will build more classrooms. KXN's Mercedes Hernandez spoke with the district to find out what's going to happen if the bond passes. I'm standing in front of one of seven Hutto ISD elementary schools. Now, if this bond passes in May, two more elementary schools could be added. Hutto ISD says this May bond election is in an effort to make more room for its student population. Now that's expected to more than double in the next decade. There are three props in this bond. The largest one, Prop A, asks for almost $472 million and would build several new campuses, buy land for future schools, and build additions to a few existing campuses. Superintendent Dr. Selena Estrada Thomas says new developments coming to the area will likely add more students to Hutto ISD. She says the district wants to be ready for them. And you see home developments uh, going up. You see businesses uh, going up. Samsung uh, right there at the corner of uh, Farm Road 3349 and Highway 79 is just bringing in enormous growth. Uh, many secondary and tertiary companies that are following Samsung, all of that development 
And that's and it's only the beginning. The last time Hutto voters passed a school bond was back in 2019. The price tag there was about $194 million. The largest investment was building a new middle school. That's Gus Almquist Middle School that broke ground earlier this year. And Hutto, I'm Mercedes Hernandez, KXAN News. All right, thank you very much, Mercedes. And another proposition in Hutto, Prop B, totals $10.5 million. It would give the district educational tech devices. And Prop C totals $40 million. That would allow the district to improve its academic center, which houses its central office and special education program. Now, next month will be a big one for school districts at the ballot box. KXAN is following close to three dozen different proposals at the districts just in our viewing area alone. Now, here are some of the ones to note. Dripping Springs ISD's Prop A includes over $223 million for a new elementary school, expansion of a middle school, renovations at existing campuses, safety and security improvements, and new school buses. Eanes ISD has three propositions to vote on. Prop A has $118 million for safety, security, and facility improvements, student programs as well, and support and some new buses. And then Prop B over in Eanes has over $2 million for improvements to stadiums, while Prop C has over a million for tech upgrades. Now, this doesn't even touch on the number of school board trustee races that are also going to appear on local ballots. We have that and much more on the local school bonds over at KXAN.com. Top U.S. government documents leaked. The young man believed to be responsible and how he got access to them. Well, a young man suspected of leaking top secret government documents online is now in custody. He was arrested in Massachusetts this afternoon, where he's a member of that state's Air National Guard. NBC's Alice Barr has the latest from Washington. A leak of highly classified U.S. government documents exposing sensitive military secrets, including on the war in Ukraine, has now been traced back to a 21-year-old Massachusetts Air National Guardsman, Jack Teixeira. Today, the Justice Department arrested Jack Douglas Teixeira in connection with an investigation into alleged unauthorized removal, retention, and transmission of classified national defense information. This was a deliberate criminal act. President Biden says the leaks don't appear to reveal current information, quote, of great consequence. The documents were found online last month. Some may have been posted for as long as a year. They reveal details of U.S. spying on Russia's war efforts in Ukraine, along with secret assessments of Ukraine's combat power and intelligence gathering on some U.S. allies, including South Korea and Israel. This is espionage. Um, and, and this involves real people. I mean, this could hurt real people and, and real people uh, could, could be killed and, and lose their lives over leaks of classified information. The Washington Post in details that NBC News has not independently verified says it interviewed two people, one of whom is a minor, granted anonymity by the Post, that they're members of a private community on Discord, a social media platform popular with video gamers, and that the leaker began posting messages to a chat room there that appeared to transcribe classified information. The leaks raise serious questions about how a young guardsman could have had access to such sensitive information. The Pentagon and the Department of Justice are investigating. In Washington, Alice Barr, NBC News. Many African Americans have faced discrimination because of their hairstyle. Our students who should be focused, Dr. Allen, on academics, extracurricular and learning have had to make tough choices like DeAndre did. Do they conform or do they continue to wear their natural hair, their braids, their locks, their twists? 
My daughter right now is in junior high and she has braids and I'm proud of her braids. But she told me that when she first got them, some of the white students made fun of her and she felt like she was ugly. I said, no, you're beautiful. Your hair is beautiful just the way it is. Advocates are at the Texas Capitol today to push state senators to pass the Crown Act. The act aims to create a, quote, respectful environment for natural hair. It would prohibit discrimination on the basis of hair texture or protect hairstyles associated with race. The legislation passed the House yesterday. Well, tonight on KXAN, it's Law & Order Thursday. We've got the original at 7, SVU at 8, followed by Organized Crime at 9, before we're back with KXAN News at 10. Or, as always, you can join us an hour earlier over on the CW Austin for KXAN News at 9. Here's where to find the CW Austin. Thanks for listening to KXAN News Nightly. You can also listen to KXAN News Today every morning for more in-depth coverage of what matters most to you.